Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. This is the Big Fight Preview for this week. And it feels a little bit strange saying Big Fight Preview because there is no real major fights on this weekend. However, we missed last week. We didn't do anything last week. So I thought it was only good that we did a little something for the UK boxer card that's happening this weekend. And I'm joined on this episode by Chris Wardrope, who... Chris, we've done a different conversation, a different recording for your role as Vice Chairman of the British and Irish Boxing Authority, also known as Bieber, which is another episode that, for you guys listening, will be out very shortly, so please do tune into that and have a listen to what myself and Chris have got to talk about with the British and Irish Boxing Authority, but it's good having you on because, you know, we've had you on on one episode talking in a in a professional standpoint and now we get to have you on for this preview as a fan rather than you sort of the professional part of of, of what you do for your role with Bieber. Yeah, no, th- thanks, Sean. It's great to be back. It's been a while since I've been on the show, just with various different things which have been happening with me professionally. So it was uh, good to get the invite to come back on. And, you know, as you correctly say, you know, while I may work with Biba and do things for them on a professional front, at the end of the day, I'm a boxing fan. It doesn't matter which commission it's with. And, uh, you know, I'm a boxing historian and just love my boxing. So massive shout out to yourself and Johnson for uh, the, the content which you guys keep creating and, you know, the, the latest episodes of Darker Side of Boxing particularly have been fascinating. So, nah, keep it going, lads. It's it's great. And again, thank you for having me on the show again. It's always a pleasure. I love having people on the show that 
I've actually got knowledge of boxing and like I don't just want to get random people on the show and that's what I love about certain particular people that have come on before so guys like you Chris guys like Luke uh, we've also had obviously Jamie from the main event boxing show come on before and you've you've all got different characteristics and you all bring different sort of variables and opinions to the table so it's nice to have somebody different on the show and with Johnston working so hard in the background to help produce the darker side of boxing series you know, he can't always commit to these episodes, so it's really good, and it gives us a perfect opportunity to get a different voice on the show, uh, aside from Johnston. So, this episode that we're recording is for this weekend's boxing, it is for the UK Boxer Card, and we've got some interesting fights happening this weekend, and we've both just been talking about it prior to hitting the record button for the episode, about actually it looks better than what maybe we anticipated it could potentially be so i'm just going to quickly list off the fights and then we can go through a few of them in particular that i think and you think that are going to be you know quite interesting ones to watch this weekend so we've got adam we've got both azim brothers fighting this weekend on this card we've got adam azim fighting santos reyes we've got zach chelly fighting anthony sims jr tyler denny and brad paul's going at it and then we've got the return of caroline dubois videl riley we've also got jordan reynolds here on this card so we you know there's quite a good mix of different fighters and prospects on this card and fighters that are at different points of the careers going on this weekend on the box a card but a lot of hype is really surrounding the Azim brothers and in particular Adam and he's being labeled as the 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 headliner for for this particular one which is you know he's not so much of a strange headlining act I, I thought maybe it would have been someone like a, a Tyler Denny and a Brad Pauls which is a potential show stealer but boxer are putting a lot of focus on Adam Azim and is is it rightly so at this stage of his career? Do you think that sort of praise is, is rightly justified to put him at the top of a bill when you've got guys like Zach Chelly and Tyler Denny and uh, Anthony Sims Jr., Brad Paul's all fighting on the same card? Yeah, I think what we've got to remember is Adam Azim is really an accidental headliner on this one. You know, we were hoping to see Dan Aziz. He was actually going to get a European title shot here, you know, and, and that was against uh, Thomas Favre, who's a, a French guy. So that looks like it's been rearranged due to Dan Aziz catching the flu, and that'll be on in the 11th of February, I believe. So Azim's kind of came into this, and, and as we say, being an accidental headliner, but he's created a lot of hype recently, hasn't he? And and I think his performances have, have been really, really sharp. You know, I'm a huge fan of Shane McGuigan, you know, and I think what he does with his stable is he takes on a, a very, very small stable and he works with the guys one-on-one and brings out the best in them. And, you know, for someone like Adam Azim, who's only 20 years old, you know, we can't forget that, you know, he just kind of looks the part, you know, he looks very fast, his feet work is very slick, you know, he works behind a, a nice jab and he looks very powerful, you know, seven um, victories so far, six KOs and, you know, I've just been really impressed with him and, you know, I was one who thought that Ryland Charlton might take him a few rounds, I don't know about you Sean, but, you know, when I seen him just getting blasted out there in two rounds, I thought, you know, this kid's definitely got something, you know, along the way he's picked up a, a minor WBC belt just to get a little bit of confidence in there as well. And he brings a different dynamic into the, the market as well, doesn't he? You know, because, you know, people are looking at him as the next Asian fighter, as it were, to follow in the footsteps of Amir Khan. And Amir Khan's kind of befriended him and he's, 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 he's looking out for him and almost being a mentor to him. So, you know, yeah, I think he deserves, he's, he's kind of, 
top stage billing. He's probably not a headliner as yet, but as you say, you know, we probably could have put one of the other fights as the, the headliner. For me, Zach Shelley and Anthony Sims is, is probably the real headliner for this one. But I, I definitely think Adam deserves his place in the sun. The guy who he's fighting, you know, Santos Reyes, you know, very, very decent opponent at this stage in his career, 12-0. and 0. The one thing that Reyes is going to really struggle with is he's not a banger. You know, out of that 12 victories, he's only had three KOs. And, you know, I think he's going to really struggle to keep someone as big as Azim at the weight off. And I wouldn't be surprised if we got another one, two-round knockout here for, for Azim. You know, and again, he'll look great and he'll give us his trademark flip at the end. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, before I go into Adam Azim and Santos Reyes, I am actually really gutted about Dan Aziz's fight being called off at the last minute, really. And, and there was one fighter that, you know, if I'm going to talk about prospects over the past couple of years who I've raved about, I've always raved about Dan for, for quite a number of years and I've always saw his career progressing and it's been nice to kind of be be working within the media aspects of boxing to be able to cover all that and the fact that this has obviously been called off and rescheduled for a later date it's disappointing but you know he, he's still got some good fights on the card and I think you, you're talking about Adam being the, the headliner in this one and it's it's the sort of the the star power that he seems to bring and the fan base he's bringing with him. And I think that's kind of why he's been elevated to the, the main event for this particular fight is, you know, he's very flashy, he's, he's very quick, he's knocking his opponents out and he's doing it in an emphatic fashion. And I think he's, he's an eye-catching performer and I think that's what... Ben Shalom's probably thinking by elevating him to the top of this is that actually people are going to want to see, you know, the guy who, who who's sort of bringing all the headlines at the moment. And that's not taking anything away from the other guys because we'll certainly speak about their careers and their fights on this card. But I think Adams, you kind of can see him being sort of groomed to be like the next boxing superstar, you know, in the UK and the next British Asian fighter that's going to take yeah. over that mantelpiece that Amir Khan's left behind. And, and that's kind of... I think what is 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 being waited for at the moment because you've got to think within the UK there's a huge British Asian population, huge British Asian population, and obviously they're going to want to support somebody that has a historical sort of nativity from 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 Pakistan or from India or from Bangladesh or any of of the countries around that area. They're going to want to support their heritage and fighters that come from that heritage. And obviously we've 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 only had a couple over the past twenty years that we can honestly say have reached the big time and that were Prince Nazim Hamed and Amir Khan, the two that have, have really lit up the, the stars for, for UK boxing so Adam Azim and his brother Hassan are certainly those that are starting to push through them boundaries now and, and, and bring that different element to the sport and, and, and sort of get different people involved within the sport as well, different people that might not necessarily be a big fan of boxing but might actually tune in because of the style that in particular Adam has so I am looking forward to his fight with his opponent I'm just sort of not sure what to make of it I feel a little bit like he, he's got this record but I feel it's quite a padded record he's never fought outside of Nicaragua at all his home country he's never really fought anybody of no a lot of the fighters that he's been in there with have all had 50 50 records barring one fighter in July of last year so for me I'm feeling a little bit like he is coming over here he is going to bring an unknown quantity but I do feel he's kind of being set up to make Adam look absolutely phenomenal in this fight and that, that hype train keeps moving on for him. So it is an yeah. interesting it's an interesting headliner, Chris, and, and I am looking forward to it, but 
it, it, it doesn't really pique my interest in terms of a boxing fan's perspective. It's the other fights that, that really do it for me. The the Chelly yeah. Sims fight and the, the Denny Pauls fight. Yeah, I uh, absolutely agree. You know, pr- probably kind of fight final word on, on this fight. You know, uh, as I said there, Moan kind of summary, you know, a kind of one, two round knockout wouldn't be, you know, uh, out the question here. And that's probably what we will get. You know, the, the, the untold element here is two fights ago, the um, race for a guy called Ricardo Cortez. And, uh, you know, that was a 10-round fight. Now, that came really quickly on the back of another 10-round fight, which he had had against a guy called Brian Jimenez, where he stopped him in the last round. So both those kind of indicate, you know, he's going to be durable. He might be able to take him a few rounds. And the 10th round TKO, which was a last round knockout, you know, maybe it actually says he's, he's a kind of come forward, wear him out type fighter. You know, we just don't know because these were in deepest, darkest Managua and Nicaragua. So, you know, there's no footage of them. There's not been able to see them. So it's an unknown quantity. But, you know, I, I really hope Adam Azim does the business and, and kind of moves on to, to better things. He's in a hell of a division. In, in the UK, you know, when we look at it, it's probably one of our strongest divisions, which we've got at the moment. It's super light, you know, and who would we put him up against next? You know, for me, someone like him against Sam Maxwell, um, Cassie Benjamin, that, that's the type of fight that, you know, you would love to see him in with next. But again, at the age of 20, we've probably just got to slow him down a little bit as well, you know, because we've seen in the, the say, if, if we're looking at Eubank versus um, Liam Smith, you know, when a fighter gets tagged and doesn't know how to react, as Eubank did, you know, it was kind of all over the place where he could have took a 10 count. Someone like Adam Azim, he's still not being tagged yet. So let's get him a few learning fights. Let's get him into a situation where he's got some danger so he can get tagged and react to it before we really move him on and elevate him and start talking about world status. But if I was to put my money on someone who in the UK would become a champion, a world champion, I think I would put a safe 10 quid on Adam Azim. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet, to be honest with you. I'm not a big gambler myself, personally, but yeah. I think if, you know, there were some good odds floating around at this stage for sticking a tenner on him, I think you'd probably fancy it at this stage, you know, the way yeah, he's progressing through his career. Um, he's exciting to watch, and I think that, that that's what will be the, the, the predominant reason, really, for probably sticking him up there at the top of this particular bill with Aziz, obviously not yeah. being able to compete. It, it makes sense to kind of have, you know, a, 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 a show sort of really good finale. So, but we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. But it, like I said, it's not the, the fight, really, that really piques my interest. The two on the undercard, Zach Chelly and Anthony Sims Jr. and Tyler Denny Brad Pauls, I think are excellent fights for this card. So we could talk about these two fights simultaneously because the great fights yeah. uh talking about super middleweight division zach jelly anthony sims jr i think is it's a great fight it's a great fight for zach in particular because he is looking for this this sort of step up to another level away from the domestic scene and this is a really good way to do it i mean we've seen him since he's lost to cody davis in 2019 arguably some people say that should have gone the other way he's really had some good victories under his belt and it kind of feels like now he needs a big win he needs a win against a a a really good name that's outside of his own country and i think he's got a really good opponent in Anthony Sims Jr. who's also only lost once and that one loss was in 2010 to Romar Alexis Angulu in America and and, and that was for a WBO Latino super middleweight title. Yes, okay, it's a, it's a rankings title but it was a fight that at that point of 
his career he needed and he lost it on a split decision one judge actually had him winning that fight and again it was another controversial moment where he could have been given the decision in that fight and he wasn't and since then he's come off the back of three victories in the past two years and for him this is probably a perfect opportunity to showcase himself over here in the UK and say look I'm here in this super middleweight division I'm the guy that wants to be pushing myself up this ladder and looking for the bigger names in this division. And I think this is a genuine competitive 50-50 fight because I actually can't really pick a winner for this one. My, my sort of my heart wants Zach Chelly to do the business because I've followed Zach's career from day dot. But then my head also says Anthony Sims is a really tough opponent for him and can he get through this fight? It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a, a really, really strong fight. And it's one of those ones that as a kind of boxing fan, you do blink when you look at it and you think, you know what, as you say, cannot pick a winner. But then you start to analyse the fight. And, you know, luckily, we've seen both fighters a lot, you know, because in, in terms of um, Sims, most people will remember he was signed by Matchroom for a while. And he actually appeared over here in Cardiff and he fought in Cardiff in 2018. Then he went over to Peterborough and fought there in, in 2019. And Eddie had him on a number of shows as well when DAZN was just getting kicked off back in 2019. So, you know, we were lucky enough to get to see him. Then, as you say, he fought against Anguillo. He lost and he just kind of seemed to be put to the, the wayside. And I know one of the things which he's done since then, he's changed trainers, he's changed his base, he's moved out to the, the LA, and he, he's really been working on different things. One of the things which I really love about the stories is the narrative behind the two of them, you know, because in Zach Chelly, we've got a guy who through lockdown went on to become a supply teacher. When he fights in the ring, he's really intense, isn't he? And he's he's he's, he's almost emotional when he fights in the ring and he's, he's, he's a bolt puncher. You know, I really like Zach Chelly. Then on the other side of the narrative, we've got Anthony Sims Jr., 
don't know how much you know about him, Sean, but his dad committed suicide when he was young and, you know, he was effectively grew up in, in kind of care. And then he's been around Emmanuel Stewart. He's been around the Mayweathers. He's, he's went around the gyms in America and really learned his trade. So when you hear him speaking, he's a boxing aficionado. He, he, he loves to refer back to people like Marvin Hagler. He, he talks about Hagler's record all the time when you listen to him speak, you know, so he's a man after my own heart, loving Marvin Hagler. And, uh, you know, you just kind of root for him to do well in life, you know. And what we've got here is is a guy in Sims as well who, when he turned over, he was actually up at cruiserweight. You know, I think the highs they fought was £183 and he was banging guys out there. And he subsequently said that even after he fights Zach Chelly at 168, he's going to drop down to 160 because that's his natural weight. So, you know, we've got so many different narratives with this fight. You know, you could actually make it, as we've said before, the headline fight. How does it go? You know, for me, I think Zach is, is he struggled a little bit with Jack Cullen, you know, and we've seen Jack Cullen, you know, lose in a, a European title fight. Um, you know, yeah, he's, he's had some good wins against Jermaine Brown. But for, for me, I just think Sims might just know a little bit too much at this stage in his career. Obviously, he's fought 23 times and he's got 20 KOs. He has no doubt about it, the banger here. You know, whereas Chelly's only got six KOs. So, again, very similar to what I said about Azim. Will Chelly be able to hold off Anthony Sims? You know, and, and, and that is the big thing for me. Will he be able to hold him off? Personally, I don't think he will. And I think that we might actually see um, Zach Shelley stopped in the mid to late rounds. Very interesting prediction for this fight. And I am genuinely looking forward to it. I am quite torn with it because on one side of it, I see the sort of skill that Shelley has in the ring when he's on form and when he lives up to the expectation in a fight. But then I've also seen at times the lack of motivation with him in the ring as well. And, and if he can't get himself up for this task, <laughs> in front of him then when is he going to be able to do that I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to make a statement but I think Sims is actually going to be a potential I don't want to say it's an upset but I'd say upsetter because maybe people that are going to be watching this fight are going to be sort of given the interpretation that Zach Jelly here is the A-side in this fight, when the reality is, I honestly think Sims Jr. is probably more of the A-side in this fight than the B-side, even though he's the away fighter, technically. So yeah. it's good. It's going to be an interesting affair, and I think when I look at how this might go down, I, I do see it going the distance, and I do see Anthony Sims Jr. winning this on points and, and taking it by a couple of rounds. I think that that's how it's going to go. I think it'll be sort of later on in the fight where Sims comes on strong and actually then starts to grind Chelly down a little bit. And I know you mentioned stoppage. It's not out of the realms of possibility in my mind anyway, but I, I kind of see Sims, you know, like I said earlier, heart and head situation. Heart wants Chelly to win because I've supported him from day dot, but then Head says Anthony Sims Jr. wins this fight, because I think he's just got a little bit more about him, and the experience he's had is absolutely invaluable, and I think that experience will see him through this fight. I really think it's a good fight, I really do, and I'm looking forward to this one, but I think the one that really stands out the most for me, the one that I'm really looking forward to, Chris, is Tyler Denny and Brad Paws for the English middleweight title. Tyler Denny's like the... He's a constant underdog in every fight he goes into. He's like, he's always being undervalued and underrated. And in his last fight, again, I actually thought Bradley Ray would beat him because I've been a big Bradley Ray fan from day one as well. And I've always watched his career progress. And I've always thought, you know, Bradley Ray's going really far here. 
And then you look at sort of Tyler Denny's career and he had them two fights with River Wilson Bent and he beat Derek Ozaze, another undefeated prospect. He did lose to Linus Udofia in 2019. But since that loss, really, he's been on a really good run of fights. And every time he goes into a fight, people do. And including myself as well, admittedly, I, I kind of backed against him, thinking that actually, you know, the other fighter, the opposing fighter might actually beat him here. And I kind of feel the same again. I hate to say it, but Brad Pauls is another fighter that I've watched throughout the southern area region of the UK and watched him rise through the ranks and watched him get some some really good wins on his record. My difficulty in this fight for, for Brad Pauls is the the sort of experience levels and the fighters that he's fought on his, on his resume. I just don't think... They're good enough. I just don't think they're good enough to be going in there with a Tyler Denny who has got the experience at that sort of top level domestically who I think possibly could give problems to a Brad Pauls that he hasn't experienced in his professional career before. And I think that's what Bradley Ray found out in the last fight as well. Bradley Ray came in there and had not really had that same level of experience. And I think that kind of... You could see as the fight went on in, in, in that fight that... It's like Bradley didn't really know what else he could do. There was like there was no plan B really for him. Once he couldn't get him out of there with his power, it was like, well, what else can I do here? And and he struggled. And Tyler just used his size disadvantage to his advantage in that fight. And I think this is going to be a similar scenario here. And and I think it's going to be a really good fight. And if Brad falls is going to step up to a level and and he, and he really is going to sort of push himself forward, now is the time to do it. But my sort of final word on this fight is I do think Tyler's going to win it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm with you on that one, actually, because when you look at the two, you know, the records, while they're not identical, they're very, very, very similar. You know, 15-2-3 for Denny, 16-0 for Brad Pauls, one's 28, sorry, one's 29, and the other's 31. They're both 5 foot 10. One's a southpaw, one's orthodox. You know, it's got all the mixing of, of a, a, a real crossroads domestic fight, you know. And it is, it's one to get excited about. And w- when you look at Tyler Denny, he, you know, we refer to boxing as the, the who needs him club sometimes with fighters. He is that guy, you know. He, out of his 15 wins, he's not got a single KO, but that doesn't mean he's not crisp and a banger. And with him being a southpaw, people just don't know what to do with him sometimes, as you said about Bradley Ray. I thought Bradley Ray would win that fight and win it quite comfortably as well. But he, he got out-hustled, out-fiddled. And, you know, I think what we may find with, with Brad Pauls, it may well be the same. You know, you, you make a great point about the, the level of opposition that he's fought. You know, he's fought guys like Wilbur, uh, William Warburton, who great, great journeyman on the British scene. You know, but when he fought uh, Warburton, he'd had 141 losses. Then his next fighter, he was 38 losses and 55 losses. Then a fighter with 32 losses. So he's fighting the type of journeyman who he'll learn from and he'll learn invaluable lessons from them. But is it the level where he can actually go in there and actually perform, stay the, the 10 rounds with Tyler Denny, do it at pace and not get outworked and out hustled and you know for me I think even though he did a great win against Ryan Kelly um, which he won unanimously sorry which he won a split decision over 10 in uh, May there you know I just think Denny is just going to have that little bit too much quality for him and I, I can see it being a 10 round points win for Denny it may well be a split decision 
I can't see any of them going down in this fight, but uh, I certainly see a split decision 10 round win for Tyler Denny. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, they're they're the sort of main fights I'm genuinely looking forward to this this weekend. I mean, you've got Caroline Dubois, who's always good to see. And I just find it difficult at this stage of, of her career to sort of really get overly excited. I am excited for where she's going, but I'm kind of keeping grounded with where she's at. And I know the fights she's having are, are learning fights for her. And it's the same with Vidal Riley as well. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where things go for him. But... I'm keeping very grounded in the fact that he's, he is going through a lot of a learning process at the moment. And I think as the next year goes on, if they get themselves out two or three times this year, then maybe in 2024, that's when I can genuinely, as a fan, start to get excited because I know the matchups are going to be more evenly contested and I'm not kind of expecting it to just be a, a one-way street and that's kind of yeah. how I look that's kind of how I look at the rest of the card which is why I don't really want to sit and try to give any sort of analysis on it because it, it's, it's difficult because you kind of know what to expect with with the, the fighters and the competitors that are going in against them it is kind of learning fight time for these guys and girls and they, you know they're trying to build themselves up and you know as the next 12 to 18 months goes on a lot of these names that are on this card that you'll watch on Saturday night will be people that will be headlining the cards it'll be people that will be you know fighting for central area southern area titles and you know you'll start to see this, the progression levels go up with these fighters so I didn't really want to focus on the rest of that uh, re- respectively yeah. because I just felt like it would be you know trying to analyze a fight with a prospect versus journeyman and I think we kind of know how these things go down being within this sport and, and being how it works so I didn't yeah. really want to focus my time on that I just really wanted to sort of flick back and look at a couple of notable things that are going on in in the sport in boxing on the Friday because there is a couple of cards on on Friday that I wanted to make sure that I get mentioned as well and the one particular fight that I think we should be looking at on Friday at the Vale Sports Arena in Cardiff and that's Sean McGoldrick 12 and 1 against Scott Allen 11 and 6 and 1 for the vacant British bantamweight title and the Commonwealth Boxing Council bantamweight title both are vacant titles and it's uh, I think this is going to be a really good fight on Friday night and I'm, I wanted to make sure this got mentioned because I think this will be a, a, an interesting fight on that particular card and then you've got Reese Mould and Hamed Gaz 18 and 0 versus 16 and 1 for the vacant English lightweight title also on Friday at the Magna Centre in Rotherham uh, you've got Steffi Levi on there as well against Beck Connolly Nicola Hopewell I know someone you know uh, quite well through boxing as well Chris so it's you know there's quite a few there's quite a few um, quite a few names that are fighting over the course of this weekend uh, but but I left it till the last moment just to mention the fact that in America um, there's a fight happening and it is actually happening as we on, on the evening we record this episode so by the time you probably listen to it You'll have uh, you'll, you. You might have not realised to be honest with you, because I don't think it's big news. But I just find it quite hilarious that Fast Eddie Chambers, yes, that is the same Fast Eddie Chambers who used to train with Peter Fury and the Furies. Fast Eddie Chambers, forty-two and five, he's making a return to the ring after nearly seven years away against Corey Williams, six of thirteen and two, which is happening on the US Fight Network on. 
Tuesday, which is the day we're recording this episode. So by the time you'll have listened to it, you'll probably go, hang on a minute, I wonder if he won this fight. I wonder if he actually won this fight. <laughs> and Chris, we were talking about this off, off the air, and the first thing you said was, I don't think he's going to be fast Eddie Chambers anymore. I think he's going to be more like slow Eddie Chambers. Yeah, but uh, hey, look, the opponent he's fighting, what can you say about Corey Williams? He's 6, 13 and 2. He's 44 years old himself, and he is nicknamed the Wiz Kid. You know, now, if that is not a comeback opponent, who is? You know, honestly, it's a, a dreadful matchup. I think the Wiz Kid, Corey Williams, out of the uh, 1,300 boxers which are ranked at heavyweight in the world, he's actually 1,040th. <laughs> Absolute dreadful opponent. But, you know, what can you say? You know, Eddie's not been around the game for a while. You know, he's, he's, he's coming back and, you know, why is he coming back? It's probably the same old story. You know, he probably made good money as a as a a fighter. It's probably gone now. You know, he was last out against Gerald Washington in 2016, and now we get this. You know, so we wish him the best. But you know, what we're expecting here: two rounds, one round. You know, it's it's. Well, he's probably got absolutely nothing left. You know, absolutely nothing <laughs> left. No, I, 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 I'd agree on that. I'd agree on that. Mm. Um, you know what, though, Chris? There is another name fighting on Saturday that uh, I also want to make sure I stick in here and mention as well. There is a fighter by the name of Alexander Gerdvik who hasn't fought in three years since losing to Arta Paterbiev. This is the same Alexander Gerdvik who fought Adonis Stevenson and won the WBC title back in December of 2018. And he was the one that caused them life-changing injuries to Adonis Stevenson. So, a significant name in the sport returning to the ring also. And then there's a showboat hotel show in America in Atlantic City where Emmanuel Rodriguez and Fergal McCrory are also fighting on there in America. So there's a few names I think that the hardcore boxing fans will appreciate that are fighting this weekend. But for us, it's, it's kind of the biggest card this weekend. And it sounds really mad saying it's a big card because it's not that big, but it, it feels notable to watch, is obviously the card headlined by Adam Azim and Santos Reyes this weekend. Uh, genuinely looking forward to it, Chris. I think it'll... Uh, It'll be nice to see some, some UK action. It'll be nice to sort of prep ourselves ahead of the, the following week because on the 18th of February, we have a absolute barnstormer of a fight between Lee Wood and Mauricio Lara, which will be next week's big fight preview, which really excited to be talking about that fight. So it feels like a little bit of a, a sort of come down weekend for us in the sport where we prepare for a, a huge fight next week. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the fight next week is, is something special. You know, I was lucky enough to be one of the ones at Wood and Conlon, you know, and uh, God, it lives long in the memory. It's one of the best fights that I've been in. And, you know, I, I think to, to, to actually have been there and seen it, you know, we were all shocked when Conlon got knocked out the ring at the uh, 12th round, you know, and from where we were standing, because um, we were standing at that point, there was nobody in their seats, you know. Conley went down right in front of us, right in our eye line, you know, and, and we never seen a move. And, you know, there was that kind of hush around the arena, even though everybody was 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 celebrating from where we were, the section where we were all standing up in our chairs was just deadly silent because we didn't really know what had happened to Conlon, you know. So, you know, such a dramatic fight. It had every twist and turn. And, you know, to, to get him in against Lara, you know, Bronco, after what he did to Josh Warrington in the lockdown, you know, it's just going to be a hell of a ride, isn't it? You know, two big bangers and it's almost going to be a case of, you know, I think you can kind of predict the way the fight will go. 
but you just never know when you've got two big heavy hitters. It's going to be good. Really looking forward to yeah. that one. It's a, it's a, it's a really good fight and uh, I'm excited for it. And that is pretty much it for our conversation around the fights this weekend. Again, as I said at the start of the episode, Chris, we've already recorded a episode about the British and Irish Boxing Authority, which is due for release following this episode. So guys, if you're listening and you want to hear more about what the British and Irish Boxing Authority do, Chris is appointed the vice chairman of the British and Irish Boxing Authority and he puts his professional cap on for that episode and he talks about everything to do with what the British and Irish Boxing Authority, also known as Bieber, actually do and any myths and any conspiracies around what they do I think are pretty much dispelled in that episode so I hope you guys when you get the opportunity to listen to it you'll actually get to hear more about what goes on behind the scenes there and what it's all about so please make sure when that is released you do check that out also as well but that is it for this particular episode it's been a pleasure having you on Chris thank you coming on the show and uh, doing a, a fantastic job as always talking about the fights that are happening and for everybody else listening thank you for listening to us and thank you for listening to the show please make sure you've been checking us out with all the other shows that we have the darker side of boxing is still out there it's on episode four this week it's all about neon leon spinks and the bright lights of boxing please make sure you check that episode out and also get ready for episode five six seven eight nine and ten because we've got another few weeks left on season three so please make sure if you've not checked out any of the episodes yet you go and subscribe to the darker side of boxing podcast Or, alternatively, you can subscribe to us at BTR Boxing Podcast and you can find everything in that one feed if you choose to do it that way. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much to everybody for listening. Big thank you to Chris for coming on the show. And we will see you next week as we do a reaction show and a preview show, of course, for Lee Wood and Mauricio Lara. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.